Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back. It feels like we were just here 30 seconds ago, and in oh. fact, we were. Breakwell's life is like a barroom brawl minus the swinging doors that lead onto a dusty street. Do you want to explain to people why we have to do and redo these intros? I just, I just want there to not be screaming in the background. These microphones, <laughs> they pick up everything, and various members of my family forget that and choose recording time as screaming time. That's, yeah. that's why, ideally, yeah. I record this when I'm home alone. Sometimes that's not possible. Yeah. Everybody's here for spring yeah. break. So we will see if we can have... Of 25 minutes of scream-free recording. I'm doubtful, but hey, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. You know, screaming is at least an upgrade for the one time I believe you had a naked child descending the staircase behind you. This was years ago, but it did happen. Not only did it happen, it happened when you were here in person. So normally you can't see anything <laughs> happening in my house until after I edit it. But that time when you were here live, yes, they, they thought or they forgot that clothes are generally necessary when descending to a lower floor with many open windows. Uh -huh. But again, I, I don't think like a child. So what, who's to say what was going through her head at the time? But everything, because Dad is home, is under control, buttoned down now. Is that what you're telling me, James? Yes. Clearly, I have imposed order, and nothing else could possibly yes. go wrong in this 25-minute recording. Okay, I had to find some wood to knock out. Yeah, there. yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Hey, you know what? We are, okay, I think we stopped our last recording at a minute 51 on my clock here. So we just made it to <laughs> so a minute we... 52. That is forward progress, Steve. Woo! Forward progress. Oh, I can't tell you how proud I am. New personal ah. best for today. That's right. Well, James, you were going to tell a story. You were going to regale the listeners with a little tale that uh, your subscribers have already been privy to, but not from the horse's mouth, because you are the king of surgeries and medical problems and start-overs and redos, and here we go with a new one, at least. I suppose that's an upgrade, too, That's right? That's true. I'm not hurting the same areas over and over again. I'm, I'm finding new things to go wrong. This one, yeah. like everything else in my life, though, is totally not my fault. I, I blame my parents. Oh, oh, I clearly like was built with faulty DNA. There was something wrong in the construction oh, process as I was I'll grafted. Because apparently there's, uh, there's a few holes in my construction where there should not be some. Specifically, uh, there are some gaps between where my majestic abdominal muscles connect with my not quite as majestic <laughs> uh, leg muscles, the ones I can never get to grow. And uh, anyway, I've been working out, and apparently these holes have just been hanging out there my whole life. And recently, I was lifting, and I came back, and I, I felt a little bit of pain. But, you know, like, life is pain, Steve. Life is suffering. Oh, just, yeah. you, you go to the gym to make everything hurt. You figure you're doing it well. And it was it was a little yep. bit of uh, pain in the groinish area. I thought, you know what? I don't really use my groin in most lifts too much. But, 
hey, whatever, you know. It's, what? Maybe I was. Maybe I'm just engaging my core more effectively. Who knows? And uh, a few days. I'm le- engaging my groin more effectively. That's <laughs> my auto. You know what? Too. There's. Uh, I felt it honestly doing deadlifts where they're at the top of the motion. It's literally nobody listening cares about. But there's like a, there's a hip thrust motion at the top of it, to where your body goes oh. from folded over to straight. You drive the hips forward to give you that extra little oh. momentum. And I I thought oh. I had especially good hip drive that that day and i thought the pain was my reward for correctly engaging my lower body usually usually i just let my lower back carry the whole weight you know screw it you know my back's there for a reason might as well get some good out of it so i i thought i was lifting more correctly uh but it turns out um my insides were shooting out of my body and can no longer be contained those holes uh which actually each of which is a hernia people think uh the hernia is like when stuff comes out but it's not the hernia itself is just having the hole and uh so uh some stuff shot out of one of those holes and i looked in the mirror afterwards when i took a shower and i was like huh i don't think that weird bulge is supposed to be there it was very squishy i pushed it and kind of bounced back oh and god it's uh it didn't really hurt and uh so i was like you know i i looked it up and it took me about 10 seconds to find it it was it, it was like a textbook example of an inguinal hernia it was like exactly where it was supposed to be describing it's like oh okay well this is a a very obvious problem and it uh the only treatment in the entire world is surgery. You know, we've got all these medical scientists out there researching all these things and they haven't come up with anything better than just cutting me open. That is, that is it. So I went and I went and saw my surgeon two days later. Yes, my surgeon, because I get surgeries enough that I have my own personal surgeon now. I went, yeah. I went and saw him and he didn't even need to examine me. He's like, oh yeah, I went back and looked at your CT scans from when your appendix blew up. And that, that was the exact term he used, a very, you know, medically specific when your appendix blew up you you can trust my quotes here um so and he said yeah i just looked at your old ct scan and uh, yeah definitely your hernia was there and that's when i discovered i didn't have one hernia i had three so only one hernia has like bodily chunks pushing their way out of it the red the other two are just kind of sitting there like nothing's come through yet and he's like yeah we should should, we'll just go ahead and go in there and fix them all and it's like why why didn't you fix them in there before you were in there rummaging around you had me cut open couldn't you have just done a a one-stop shop but that's that's not how they work they only uh, he was leaning on lunchtime yeah, James. Come on. they just they just fix what's you know what what's gonna kill him today not you know what's gonna give him a better quality of life tomorrow because honestly once you open that pandora's box if you're gonna go and fix every hole that's not supposed to be there i mean you'd be you'd be inside Ooh. me all day tidying up this and that there's not wow. there's not time for that so they're gonna go in uh laparoscopically on april 17th and they're gonna well i assume push back Back down the stuff that's shooting out and then they're going to uh you know put mesh in there and let it reintegrate and uh i've been working so hard to get back in shape in the gym uh you know i had uh, i had the appendix surgery in august i had wrist surgery in september and i slowly worked my way back up i haven't missed a day uh, in the gym since november and uh and man i was setting new prs things were going good then my uh my body exploded again and uh, I will be going back to square one. So I don't, I've got three weeks where I can just trash my body because it just doesn't matter. They're going to go in there and reset everything anyway. So I'm just going to eat garbage and lounge around. And, uh, and we'll go back to square one and we'll see. We'll see if I try to climb that mountain again. Or maybe, maybe this time I'll just hang out at the bottom and let natural decay take its course. I, I am really undecided at this point. 
Wow. <laughs> I I don't even know. This is it, it got uncomfortable yeah, for a few moments that's true. That's there, but I uncomfortable I, I is our through. comfort zone. Let's be honest here, Steve. <laughs> you know, I remember the late father Schaefer at St. James Elementary School in McGuanago, <laughs> Wisconsin, took an opportunity to explain to everybody who were in maybe sixth grade and horrified what a hernia was <laughs> because we had a basketball that got a little tear in it because mm -hmm. it was super old and a little bit of the, uh, like the bladder, like popped through in like a bubble. Yeah. And uh, so he took great pride in explaining this is what a hernia is, if you've ever heard, because we use the word hernia as uh, like, like we knew what it meant, but nobody <laughs> knew what it meant. We just knew that if you lift it a lot, you're going to get a hernia. I don't know who got that information. Probably somebody with an older sibling. You know how that yeah. goes. But, yeah, just looking at it gave me a visual that was very difficult to get out of my nightmares for a while in sixth grade. And now you have torn the scab off of that wound and brought it all roaring back because you had a basketball bladder bubbling through a hole that wasn't supposed to be there. Yeah, and I, I asked him, I was like, so what's like what's coming out of me? What is that? And he said, Oh, it's probably just oh, probably God. probably fat. So it's just oh. it's like I guess that's that's what's down there. It's not really uh like an important organ. I guess fat is kind of an organ, but it's well, just it's just yeah. Yes. Yeah, I guess I've just uh, I'm not as lean as I thought. Some subcutaneous fat pushed its way out. We know it's not the intestine, because if it was the intestine I would be in excruciating pain and that that's when you die. And I said, Well is is that gonna happen? Because I've got these holes sitting there. It's like, oh there's a one percent chance. So there is a there is a <laughs> 99% chance oh. I will live these next 20 days just fine, just fine. Only a 1% chance of catastrophic pain resulting in emergency surgery rather than, you know, regularly scheduled surgery. I can just picture him, like, munching on a pear while he's talking to you. I don't know, you know, 1% chance you'll die. And, and just like I don't, like reading a magazine, and uh, what does he care? If you live or die, there's someone else that'll take your place on his patient roster. I'm sure. You know, I don't think he was concerned because like this was this was in his wheelhouse. Like I come in here and I was like, here's a clearly identified problem with a clearly identified solution that's going to result in him getting paid. Like this is his bread and butter. It's not like I came in with like a mystery, you know, condition. He's like, well, I guess I'll run it around and maybe it'll fix you, maybe it'll kill you. Like ah. Surgeons like certainty. He gets to go in there. He gets to be the hero. And afterwards, he's like, Man, you know, you, you know, your abdominal wall there, it's only going to be at 85% strength. And, you know, that sounds terrible. But uh, well, this is me saying that, you know, that thinking that sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he goes, but right now, you're at 0%. Like, there's nothing holding stuff back. If it wants to come out, it just comes out. Like, I've been, I've been living my life at zero, Steve. And I'm going to be up to 85. I'm going to be like Superman. I'm going to be lifting cars and stuff after this. Yeah. God. And, and hopefully those three holes are the only ones that exist. Because you're the kind of... You're living the kind of life, James, that will find a new hole. If there's one to be found. This is true. I know the... the, the great part is um so my uh my sister-in-law my wife's uh, oldest sister she uh, adopted a couple girls uh a while back and they're i think they're five and seven now and one of them also has a hernia which i just recently discovered because i just don't listen when other people talk but apparently she has uh, mm. the one that kids get like it's the belly button hernia and they're gonna go ahead oh. and they are going to get that treated like she is scheduled for surgery as well to have her hernia treated and uh when she found out that i also have a hernia well hernia is plural uh she said that she was getting candy if she was brave 
And she offered me some candy. If I was brave too, she will give me Wait, some sour gummy worms. So let me just say, things are looking up yeah. in James Breakwell land. And there is a bag of gummy worms out there with my name on it. I don't think she realized I don't need to be told to be brave, though, because this is, like, not a big deal for me. I get surgery oh, as God. often as I fill up my van with gas. Okay, this is just another errand I run. I mean, it's, let's be honest, this is, this is three times in eight months. I mean, think of all the th things you've done three times in eight months like at, at some point it's just like eh, i'll live or i die whatever well i mean that's your surgeon's point of view <laughs> so dead men can't sue i think that's how that works boy if your little niece is going to give up a bag of gummy bears if you're brave she just bought herself a new bag of gummy bears i'm i'm actually kind of happy for her yeah i would think those would be replaced like i would not think her mom and dad would make that come out of her like personal supply but i, I don't know i don't know what kind what? of life lessons they're trying to teach over there uh but i will uh, i will happily munch on those sour gummy worms and those will probably probably be the only thing that's gone right in my life in the last eight months so we got I got that going for me. It feels pretty good, Steve. Feels pretty good. It, it. You know what? That came out backwards. <laughs> I, I don't know how exactly I said it, but uh, what I'm saying is the odds of you being brave are actually lower than the odds of you dying what? of this hernia. And uh, you can ask your surgeon to explain that one more what? clearly to you. What is there to be afraid of, man? Going under for surgery is magical. Like you ever get those things in life and you're like, I just wish I had a skip ahead button. You know, like back in the old days of DVDs, just go to the next scene because this part is terrible. And man, you go in for surgery and it's like, hey, I'm dying. You blink and you're like, hey, you're on all the drugs and we got the bad part out. Like that's awesome. Or like when I went in for my uh, my wrist surgery, at first like we're going to put you under this weird twilight dreamlike sleep. You'll be awake, but you probably won't remember it. I was like, that sounds terrible. He's like, or... We can just knock you out. I'm like, yes, that one. I don't even want to hear the downsides. Just knock me out. Once again, <laughs> they rolled me in there. I blinked. They rolled me out. Spectacular. I'm going to go in there with three holes. I'm going to blink. I'm going to come out with zero holes and a bag of gummy worms. Oh. Okay? There is oh, nothing Jesus. to be afraid of there. It's a little uncomfortable again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can just picture your surgeon like Yvonne Drago in Rocky Four saying, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> you know, I feel That's like he that. has an incentive to keep me alive, though. I, I'm going to keep him in business for years. You know, You're the golden goose. Yeah, who knows what else is going to go wrong, man. He can go. We can practice all his new surgery techniques on me. It's, you know, you, you just need every business needs regulars. I mean, surgeons have too many people. They see them sure. once and never again. Just totally ungrateful as customers. Me? I, I keep coming back. I, I, they should give me a punch card where I get my 10th surgery free, you know, just like ice cream cones. I would I would maximize the value of that. I'm, I'm going to start searching for surgeries on Groupon, okay? I'm going to find these deals, <laughs> get them in bulk, and, uh, and, and I'm going to be, be better for it. I'm just going to capitalize. I'm going to skip ahead. I'm going to enjoy the anesthesia, and I'm going to enjoy my sugary treats, Steve. So I, I'm sorry that you're jealous a... of my, my high quality of life <laughs> and improved success. situation. Yes. <laughs> You know, your surgeon just starts writing Breakwell in his book, and it's after B-R-E-A, he just finishes out bread and butter. That's all he writes. He doesn't even write Breakwell anymore. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, in the last one I had to, like, drive to another part of Indianapolis to do it. This time they're they're coming to me. You're like, oh, yeah, we'll do it at your local hospital. You're good. We, you don't have to drive anywhere. I'm getting, like, the concierge <laughs> service now, okay? This is the kind of thing you only get at Surgery 3. People who stop at Surgery 1 or 2, man, they, they don't know what they're missing out on. Oh, yeah, yeah. lightweights. Yeah. Absolutely. 
So. Boy, you have such a pragmatic approach to going under. And if you do die, you'll be the last one to know anyway. Exactly. So that really doesn't yeah. matter. And uh, there is something almost, uh, you use the word magical. And I, I got to say, that's probably spot on. It is sort of like leprechaun magic <laughs> where you really do you, the the doctor puts the thing in and says count backwards from a hundred and you say I'm sorry what did you say? and then that's it and then you wake up and it's all over. I do have to say okay let's let's go back to so our premise of uh, being uh, uh, comfortable with the uncomfortable. If you have yeah. if you have young children listening to this podcast in the car, the one person oh. who's uh, oh, who's listening, or if you have no. a weak constitution. No. Use no, that don't skip ahead button and go to the next episode because you probably you're probably listening oh, to our back catalog because you're not ready for this. But if you if you are brave, if you are not just brave but gummy worm brave, oh. I'm going to go ahead oh. and describe. There, why I forgot? I, I tuned this out because I'm such a positive guy. But the surgeon oh did God. describe <laughs> some downsides. So if he were to do the hack and slash approach, the old surgeon way of just cutting some big slashes in there and you're know, big enough to like fit two hands in there and rummage around like afterwards like i would have big nasty scars but the only pain i would feel would be where the scars were because that's where they go in and and that's it it's just kind of a very surface pain it looks horrible but hey very concentrated pain in a very concentrated area if they go in laparoscopically though they go when they cut teeny tiny holes that you know there's they don't even stitch them up the holes are so small uh, they uh, at least that's what they would, did with my appendix and so they uh, they go in behind the muscle and because of that no. there's no pain at the entry point in fact the pain and the swelling kind of tend to pool and they are directed by gravity. So the pain point is not going to be where oh, I have God. my hernias. No. It's going to no. sink down lower. No. And there's going to be potentially some swelling. And when the surgeon described... Uh, we're talking about your knees and your ankles. Yes. Knees and ankles. Knees and ankles. When the surgeon described the swelling, Steve, oh. he held his hands oh. apart. And I'm hoping okay. he just has poor spatial awareness, which I guess is an alarming quality in a surgeon. <laughs> because if the distance he held his hands apart is an indication, he was describing a basketball-like area of volume, like something that should be physiologically impossible. I will, if that is accurate, I will not be walking. I will not be sitting in a chair. I will. I don't know if I'll be alive. Like that is that surely can't be accurate for the worst case scenario but his hands were where they were God. and that is and then one if, potential ow, scenario ow. and then if you accidentally sat on that basketball uh, i would like to think i would just bounce <laughs> safely and harmlessly <laughs> oh a, i'm assuming a high degree of elasticity here <laughs> uh. oh so you will be from now, from henceforward, known as James of the Prodigious Scrotum. You just had to, you just had to spell it out. We were going with so much I nuance and tact, dancing around it. I wanted to you, use prodigious. Oh, you just blast out the word, God. man! I gotta get you a thesaurus. You get, you get the synonyms, God, the euphemisms. I, this is a classic Stretch podcast. that far? What? I got, could you grab it and pull it over your head? I, I don't think it'll be as big of a basketball as a... I can't even talk right now. I'm breaking out in a schwitz. Yeah, oh my man. God. So that's, I guess, uh, but if we go that route, I will I will say my, my gummy worms will be well-earned. But who knows? It's, uh, that's you what... You know... What? 
when I had the pee-pee surgery five years ago, four years ago, you made fun of me for sitting with an ice bag on myself. Notice I didn't use the word because you're so easily offended or uh, sensitive. You are going to be in that exact situation, James Breakwell, and the table shall turn. I can't imagine anything worse than using ice in that situation. That sounds like a form of torture. I have to say, after I've had two surgeries so far, and I have not used ice after any of them, and I have used only minimal painkillers. I think on both of them, I took like some, well, for the, the appendix, I was in the hospital for a few days, so they gave me uh, pain medicine by IV, uh, but when I left, I just stopped taking them. And my wrist surgery, uh, they sent me home the same morning, and I think I popped one pain pill and just stopped taking them after that. I guess I am very well situated to being cut open, or I just don't have a lot of nerves on the inside of me. Like, you think about how unsensitive I am on the exterior, I'm just as unfeeling on the inside. I don't even feel my own pain, so I'm definitely not going to feel yours. That was the title of your first book, I believe. <laughs> yes. Can't hurt me, can't hurt you. Don't care. Actually, I, I thought I, I thought I was going to come up with something witty there, but I don't. No, I no, just... no. Only dead on the inside. Oh, only dead on the inside. I did. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be darned. I already took care of the witty part. I don't, I don't have to worry about that anymore. I was witty in the past. I used those brain cells, and now I can just slowly kill them and let them deteriorate over time. I, I, think, I think my life is going on about the trajectory I expected. So all according to plan, Steve. <laughs> Wow, so somewhere in the tea leaves, you would meet a handsome, somewhat older stranger and begin a podcast with him that would extend well past its usefulness into the future. Yeah, well, I mean, imagine if we didn't have this podcast, these moments, these special moments, talking about <laughs> regions of the body that should not be discussed, they would just be lost. They would exist only in my mind, <laughs> tragically unshared. But now, uh, we, what's the opposite of the masses? We're not sharing this with the masses we're sharing this with the minimums i, I don't know we're, we're, the menace. <laughs> we're sharing this with the one to two people who accidentally click on it on their way to more important and meaningful podcasts and i think i think we're making a difference and here steve let's think of think of the days we ruined think of the think of the people who like <laughs> like person singular who was listening to this and then nearly veered off the road when we hit the when we hit the salient point yeah. there you know, we're making a difference yeah I'm just saying people need to tune into a less scrody podcast than this one. And we've about we've about worn that one out. Yeah, let us And James Go ahead. Keep in mind, when I was laid up with my surgery, I sang Justin Bieber in uh, what I believe was the first penalty video because we had just launched that special feature that uh lived a Lived a glorious life before being decommissioned about uh, maybe six or eight months later. But I, maybe we need to get you jacked up on the goofball and singing Justin Bieber in the aftermath of this surgery. You know, the only people who watch my YouTube channel are my own children because it's just a catalog of them mostly. <laughs> it is their own personal archive. And my uh, yeah. my oldest daughter, the one who you know has reason to be most ashamed of me, actually went back to yeah. one of those penalty videos the other day and showed her friends. 
Like, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't quite get her <laughs> angle. Maybe she was like saying, "Look what I've overcome with this DNA, <laughs> with this bloodline. The fact that I am here and who I am today. I mean, talk about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps." So I think her friends were all thoroughly impressed. Like it's, it's the ultimate game, uh, you know, game of one-upsmanship. You're going, you know, my my dad is so embarrassing. My dad did this. My dad did that. And she can just go up and pull out a video archive. Doesn't even just say anything. Just hits play. And it's game over. And I feel like this episode uh, is going to serve the same purpose. Now, she would never watch the podcast, but if it accidentally autoplays after she's watching some other embarrassing video of me, you know, this this would yeah. be another one. She would just say it. You know, she'll be dating somebody someday. Be like, well, do I need to meet your parents? And she'll play this video and be like, oh, clearly no. No, we don't. Not now. Not ever. <laughs> do you remember which video it was? Uh, no, it was... Uh, I think it was the Footloose one, I think, is what she said. She said something about Ooh, driving okay. around in a little pink car. Um, but I could be wrong. <laughs> well, the children participated in many of those, too. So you can always say it was their idea. Yes. And, in fact, you and your children made an appearance in my Justin Bieber video and did a great job. It's a video worth re-watching if anyone has not seen it in a while. It. Uh, we did not bring the appropriate level of enthusiasm that we should, but that was, that was when I was still trying to be more technically correct. And I didn't realize that the failures are what make it great. So later. <laughs> Later on, we were much less accurate to what we were supposed to be doing, but we had much more enthusiasm, much more joy for life. Uh, much like I feel joy for life right now as I face this impending surgery and gummy worm bonanza. So it all it all comes and, full circle, Steve. And we get to quit now. Yes. We get to end this episode. Spectacular. <laughs> Man, I uh, forever Woo! everyone who drove off the road, I apologize. Please don't sue. If you do, please direct all lawsuits to Steve Olivas. He publishes his real name and address wow. on the internet, wow. so you do you. I don't even exist. James Breakwell isn't even a real person. And with any luck, I will die on the table. So there. <laughs> well, until we meet again and you get all the evidence you need if your children ever want to get divorced from you and <laughs> emancipate into their own lives... Uh, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve, who can safely and with confidence say, I am the normal one between us. For James, you get what you see, Breakwell, saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening. I apologize on behalf of my co-host, and until we meet again, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs> <laughs>